Well, you might have heard part of this story on the news. A BC principal putting out a message on COVID-19 and some of the stigma that is still unfortunately attached to the virus. Rob Clark is the principal at Silverdale Elementary in Mission and joins me on the line now. Thanks so much for taking some time. Uh, no problem. Uh, you put out this message. I can only imagine you've been getting a lot of feedback in response to it. I have, yeah. A little bit of unexpected feedback, yeah. <laughs> uh, so take us back to what happened and what prompted you to put out the message. Uh, it just, it's been a, a little bit since uh, this interaction happened, about uh, a little more than a week, and just talking to the one child about their experience of having COVID-19 and the fears that they had associated with it and not being able to process it well. Uh, brought up the, I felt the need to talk about it. And without, I, I don't uh, want to put the child's name or, or, or draw any attention to that, but uh, I mean, I would imagine it, it's frightening. Not only are we dealing with the, this scenario of distancing and, and wearing masks and, and trying to stay safe from this virus, uh, which is already causing a lot of stress, uh, then for a child to actually get the virus, that's got to be a whole other level. Yeah, it definitely would be a whole other level for them, and it was in this case for sure. Uh, can you say around what age the child is or was? Is? I, I prefer not. They're okay. a younger age for sure, sure elementary age. Uh, so what kind of conversations are being had then? Because we have talked a lot about the school system and all of the measures that are, that are in place. We do know that, that kids do have the virus, though, because we've seen uh, the, the notifications and the exposure letters that go out. So what kind of conversations are, are being had then to try and ease the concerns that children might have? Uh, at schools right now, we focus a lot on social-emotional learning, in particular just being um, relating to students about their experiences they're having and showing understanding and empathy towards others, as well as talking about the reasons why we have the protocols in place we have. Those are the main focuses right now. We, we increase the amount of counseling support, youth care worker support. Um, we, we connect as a community and a staff especially. Uh, seeing how each other is doing, because we understand how our emotions play into the children's emotions. And it's got to be tough as an educator, uh, as a principal, not only are you hearing from children who are anxious because of the situation and anxious because of all of this, what's happening, but then on top of that, anxious of what might happen or what could happen if you actually test positive for the virus. Yeah, for for a student, especially if they don't um, have a lot of information about uh, COVID-19, or the information they have is very limited to their their understanding of the world, especially the younger they are, the harder it is for them to understand what does it actually mean for them, uh, because they only get bits and pieces of information. They they understand what they hear from those around them and what they're feeling based on the stress levels of people around them. And the concern for me is is always to make sure that they have a, a broader picture, so that way they they get more than just that there's a concern that they could expose someone else, causing them harm, or that they themselves could die from it. And so how do you balance that in that we take it seriously, and the reason we're doing this is because it can be a deadly disease, more so in people who are, are compromised or older, but we have unfortunately seen seen younger people as well. Uh, but it is, I think we could agree, more dangerous for, for older people compared to, to students. So how do you balance that message that you have to take it so seriously, but you yourself as a child, as a young child, uh, you're not at the highest risk? I, I, I I guess the best way to do it is to, to talk to them specifically about what the risk factors associated can be and are uh, for somebody that they're a, of their age, but also understanding, too, that we interact continuously with people of different generations 
and that we take personal responsibility in, in following excellent hand washing and wearing a mask when it's appropriate and practicing social distancing and keeping the conversation focused on the things that we can do, but also ensuring that COVID-19 is not our only conversation we're having with children. We're talking about celebrations and rites of passage and other things that we can do right now and find positive things and ex- create positive experiences in the midst of a p- pandemic. Right, which has got to be so important that uh, we spend a lot of time talking about it uh, here on this radio station, but uh, also uh, acknowledge that it's important to talk about other things as well and to have those light moments. Absolutely. Is it more difficult, do you think, than with elementary school students because of the age group? Uh, I think every, every age group comes with its own challenge. Uh, elementary students are very limited in their access to technology in comparison to their older high school, either siblings or, or other people like that. And the information they get tends to be more from within the home or f- from within school right now, uh, where their access to social media is a lot less. And so they're getting less of that exposure. And so the conversations um, can be very limited to what they know. Right. And and I guess, too, you're also dealing with maybe, like you said, not so much at this age, but you never know uh, somebody that age goes home. They've got an older sibling who maybe does have more access to mm-hmm. to other news sites or to other stories. They then, you know, kids can be uh, maybe not even meaning to be mean, but can then pass on information that maybe causes even more stress. Yeah, which I think is the reason why, um, well, it was one of the reasons I did the video is basically just to bring awareness to Start having the conversation with your kids if you haven't been doing so already. Uh, open that line of communication because if your kids are getting the information from their older sibling or from social media or just not getting enough information, they're getting little bits and pieces, they're not sure how to process it. And as parents, we're our mo- parents are the most trusted person in a kid's life. And if as parents we can take on that conversation that we might not have realized, like I didn't have that level of conversation uh, with my own kids until after this situation happened. Hmm. And, so, and so how did it change the messaging or how you spoke with your kids? It's more talking continuously about um, not just focusing on COVID, but talking about all the other awesome things that have been happening in our lives because of it, all the, all the time we've got to spend together as a family, um, the new experiences and learning how to be creative with our time and being much more intentional about our relationships and establishing positive relationships with people around us even though we can't necessarily play with them directly but we can still have that communication with them on a regular basis like parents who live far away grandparents those things and that's got to be i would imagine one of the toughest things particularly for younger kids is why can't you go and give grandma and grandpa a hug or why can't we go to their house now for christmas and do this that's got to be so tough it's got to be tough and i think that's why it's important to talk about it because um we want to make sure that kids know it's it's not because they're going necessarily going to spread COVID to those grandparents is that we're just being responsible right now and we're following what we need to do. Do you think there needs to be more supports then as far as uh, mental health and emotional supports to make sure that kids aren't dealing with this or perhaps not not talking about things that are in, in turn going to make things worse for them? I think that mental health supports in schools are doing a pretty good job this year. Um, I find that it's much more of a topic of conversation that we're having. I hope that uh, those mental health supports are continuing within the community, although I do know it's access is always a difficult piece, especially when people are at home a lot more and not able to go out and access those things. 
And do you think enough is being done as far as measures in place to stop transmission in schools? I do. Yes, I, I find that uh, we follow very strict protocols. We're intentional about it. We make sure um, mask wearing is happening for adults. And, and one of the things I did just because I think it's important is we bought a bunch of masks that have fun faces on them because we don't want it to be a scary thing for kids. And I would imagine even a, a, a seemingly little thing like that can make a huge difference. Yeah, and we, and we explain why. We explain why we wear masks to students um, and why the rules are in place the way they are why we wash our hands so much and, and why we need to be responsible as individuals. Yeah. What's it going to be like then uh, as a principal? You know uh, what, what, what a lot of the kids are going through and, and the stress levels. What's it going to be like uh, saying goodbye to the kids for Christmas break and, and reassuring them that, you know, they will be coming back to school at some point and, and that things are going to be different. Uh, but uh, how do you kind of reassure uh, the students? Uh, I, I, I spend most of my time uh, building relationships with families and students and staff members and it's part of an ongoing conversation about how things look different and and we accept that and we learn more from it and we talk a lot about being resilient um, and showing love to other people whenever we can and talking about appreciating other people and moving and talking about the things we get to look forward to the things we get to hope for the things that we get to do over this Christmas break time that we might not have been able to do um, if we weren't all together the way we're going to be. All right. Well, it's a, it's a very positive message, and uh, I know there's been a lot of response uh, to the message you put out as well. Uh, Principal Rob Clark, thanks so much for coming on the show and talking about it today. My pleasure.